Hello and welcome to the Six Figure Coach Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Sadia Patel, money and business coach and founder of SixFigureCoachSecrets.com. And in this first episode, I want to share my own deeply personal journey from a clueless stay-at-home mom to a powerhouse money and business coach. It all began a few short years ago. I remember sitting on my bed, looking out of the window at the four beautiful, massive trees in my backyard and thinking to myself, this is it. I'm on my own now. The house was finally quiet with the kids all in their own rooms and everyone who had attended my husband's funeral gone. I finally had some time to figure out what I was going to do next and how I was going to put food on the table and keep a roof over our heads. My husband had died leaving me with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt and a crumbling business. In my previous life, I'd been a stay-at-home mom. I had a little side hustle that was making some money, but it was more of a hobby than an actual business. My days consisted of driving my children to the expensive private school in my Mercedes SUV, spending some time helping my husband out in his business, cooking gourmet meals, entertaining, decorating, shopping, traveling, and pretty much living without any concern about money at all. My current situation was far from carefree. My late husband and I were separated at the time of his death, even though we were still legally married. A combination of midlife crisis, unresolved childhood trauma, and a hefty dose of narcissism had led him to start an affair with a young employee and overnight he became someone I didn't recognize. He stopped supporting me and the kids financially, barely providing the necessities. I went from being able to buy whatever I wanted whenever I wanted to having barely enough money to buy groceries and keep the lights on. Not only did he completely abdicate his responsibilities as a husband and father, but he started neglecting his business as well. He stopped paying supplies, stopped caring about his customers, and let his business fall apart. When he died 18 months later, I was left penniless and deeply in debt. On the outside, I still looked like the wealthy widow, sitting in a massive 10,000 square foot mansion. Only I knew that I didn't have enough money to buy food for my family that week. Whatever income my side hustle was generating was being swallowed up in expenses and I felt like I was drowning. I knew that I had to do something and I had to do something fast if I was going to survive. I'd never felt more alone in my entire life. I sank to my knees sobbing, God, please give me the strength to do this and to rise up again. I prayed silently, tears streaming down my face. I was emotionally exhausted. Over the past 18 months, I'd helplessly watched on the sidelines as my life had crumbled and everything was taken away from me and my husband became someone I didn't even recognize. I had cried more in those 18 months than I did in the previous 25 years of marriage. And yet, it seemed as if the challenges were still far from over. In fact, in that moment, it seemed as if the real challenge had only just begun. This was truly a make or break moment for me. I could choose to be a victim of my husband's cruel and selfish behavior or I could use this rock-bottom moment as the impetus to rise to even greater heights. And I was determined that he would not break me. I was fighting not only for myself, I was fighting for my kids' future as well. I looked around the house and made a list of everything that wasn't absolutely necessary that I could sell to bring in some money. I sold what little jewelry I had, as well as any extra furnishings and electronics, and took all the money that I made and invested it into my fledgling business with no idea of whether it would pay off or not. It eventually did, but not without many failures, missteps, mistakes, and disappointments along the way. I spent many sleepless nights, 
kneeling before God, crying my heart out because I didn't know how I was going to make ends meet. But somehow God provided and I always got by. In the months that followed, I lost my beautiful home to foreclosure and it seemed as if everything we had worked for for 25 years was snatched away from us. It was a very difficult time for me financially, especially considering the fact that I'd helped my husband to build his business from the ground up. Nothing was handed to us. We had to claw our way to the top. And here I was, 25 years later, with absolutely nothing to show for it and having to start all over again. But here's the thing. My husband wasn't entirely to blame for the mess that he left us in. I was in this position because I had given up my power financially. I'd allowed him to make all the financial decisions and have full control of the finances because I believed that this was the way it was supposed to be. Growing up in a very conservative South African Indian family, I had no role models of successful, strong, financially independent women who were also wives and mothers. All the independent women around me were divorced and so I grew up with the notion that you could have either one, a career or a family, but not both. My childhood programming that men should be in charge of money and finances was what was preventing me from taking an active role in managing my own financial life. It was an incredibly painful lesson and one that cost me and my children dearly. In the months following my husband's untimely death, I experienced paralyzing fear and intense anxiety around money. I was now the sole breadwinner of the family, and although he had stopped consistently supporting us financially long before his death, this just felt far scarier and lonelier. On top of all of that, all his creditors were now knocking on my door demanding payment. Had it not been for the amazing attorney handling my husband's deceased estate, I don't know what I would have done. And although I quickly started earning enough to cover the expenses, it was nowhere near what I wanted to make or what I was capable of making. Being a solo entrepreneur brings up all sorts of fears and limiting beliefs around money that people with steady 9 to 5 jobs never have to worry about or deal with. You know, fears of not being good enough or qualified enough to be considered an expert in your field. Fears around being visible and being judged harshly and heaven forbid, even disliked. Fear of asking for the sale and not being pushy. Limiting beliefs around money that were installed in childhood. Do any of these sound familiar? Yet, despite these fears, I knew that I could no longer continue to stay where I was and play small. I just knew that I was meant for bigger things and that I knew that I had to share my message with women around the world, the message of financial empowerment that I had learned through painful experience. Do you sometimes feel that way where the pain of staying where you are forces you out of your comfort zone? That's exactly what happened to me. I knew I had something of tremendous value to offer to women around the world. My mess had now become my message. In building my little side hustle business, I developed some valuable online marketing skills. Never one to do things by half measure, I gained over 13 certifications in the online marketing field. Then during the period when my marriage was falling apart, I discovered coaching. It had a tremendous impact on my life and allowed me to cope and heal much faster than I would have otherwise. So I decided to become a life coach, initially with the idea of helping women to overcome infidelity and heal from narcissistic abuse, as I had done. I went on to become a master coach, then a coach trainer, and eventually opened the first online life coaching academy in my home country of South Africa. That was the business I was currently running. Training hundreds of coaches gave me a unique perspective into the problems and challenges coaches face, and I kept hearing the same thing over and over again. 
I don't know how to get paying coaching clients. So using my extensive marketing knowledge and experience, I developed a live eight-week group coaching program teaching coaches how to do just that. I called it the Coaching Business Blueprint. But as I coached people through the program, I realized that the bigger issue wasn't lack of knowledge and know-how around marketing. The real issue was the money blocks that coaches had, the subconscious beliefs that coaches had around money and their own sense of worth that stopped them from being able to earn the kind of money that they consciously wanted. So I decided to start coaching around money. But in order to do that, I needed to do what terrified me the most. And that was to focus on my own money blocks first. And that's exactly what I did. Using the coaching tools at my disposal and developing a few of my own along the way, I started working on my money blocks like a woman possessed. One of the things that made the biggest impact on me was a comment made by one of my own coaches and mentors, Jim Fortin. He spoke about how our external life mirrors back what we believe internally. And if we want to know what our beliefs in any area of our life are, all we have to do is look at the results that we're getting in that area of our lives. And in that moment, I realized what had been holding me back all along. My beliefs around money, around my worth, around what was possible for me as an individual. That was what was holding me back all along. I was the one standing in my own way. He went on to say that often we focus on taking action to change our circumstances. But unless we don't change our beliefs and identity first, those changes will never last. I had heard this philosophy many times before, but for some reason that day it clicked. I realized that I had been focused on implementing all these fancy and complicating marketing strategies and tactics, but that I was doing so from a position of scarcity and fear and riddled with limiting beliefs about my worth and what was possible for me. So I stopped focusing on trying the next latest and greatest marketing strategy and started focusing on my beliefs around money, wealth and abundance and, and on identifying the limiting beliefs and working through the money blocks that were keeping me playing small and truly stepping into my light. And here's the amazing thing. The more I worked on eliminating my money blocks and limiting beliefs, the more money I made. I went from working 16 hour days and having barely nothing to show for it to making money with ease, working less but making more. It seemed as if things started to magically shift. My emails got better open rates. The content I was putting out got more engagement. I was closing more sales and I seemed to be attracting a higher caliber of client as well. Constantly upgrading my money mindset has become part of my own personal growth and development work because I honestly believe that your business cannot outgrow you. The benefits of working on my money blocks spilled over into all areas of my life. My health, my relationships, my self-confidence, and my willingness to show up in the world were all positively impacted. And that's when I realized a very important point. How you do money is how you do everything. So if you're not showing up fully and taking full responsibility in the area of money, odds are that you're shirking responsibility and not showing up fully in other areas of your life as well. Once you address those money blocks, these other areas often resolve by themselves, almost magically. It seems almost unreal, except when you understand the fundamental truth that how you do money is how you do everything. But with this approach that had made such a massive difference for me, work for other coaches and heart-centered entrepreneurs, or was this just blind luck or something that worked for me and not for anyone else? That still remained to be seen. 
I created a new program and offered it to a select group of coaching students to see what would happen. The results were nothing short of astounding. Take Tasneem Basha. Tasneem is a holistic practitioner and wellness and mindset coach. She increased her monthly income from $400 to over $5,000 a month during the first three weeks of lockdown. And her business continues to thrive and grow despite the easing of restrictions and things going back to normal. Now what's truly extraordinary about Tasneem's success is that she doesn't even have a website, an email list, or even a Facebook business page. None of the elements you would consider essential for success. Working with clients over and over, I found that identifying and eliminating money blocks was the missing piece of the puzzle. Once the money mindset was right, executing on the how-to was a piece of cake. Another one of my coaches and mentors, Brooke Castillo, says that business is 20% math, which are the tactics and the business strategy, and 80% drama. And the drama is all the head trash made up of your fears, limiting beliefs, and money blocks. And when I started focusing on the drama first and getting that handled, executing the business strategy became a piece of cake. Combining the two, money mindset and business strategy, became like a rocket fuel, and I started getting astronomical results for the people that I coached. And whilst that was great, the part that saddened me the most is that most coaches didn't realize the importance of working on upgrading their own money mindset. Instead, they were focused on learning the latest marketing strategies, spending a fortune on the latest courses, on branding and an own website, when what they should be focusing on first were their own beliefs around money and their own sense of self-worth. If you've been doing everything in your power to build your coaching business, buying the latest programs and implementing everything the gurus tell you and still not seeing results, then this is why. If you've ever felt that something was standing in your way, but yet you didn't know what it was, it's probably your money blocks and unresolved issues around money and stepping into your own worth. That's exactly why I decided to create the Six Figure Coach podcast and Facebook group so that I could teach both the mindset and beliefs around money that were foundational for any business success as well as the latest cutting-edge business strategies. So once again, welcome to the Six Figure Coach Secrets Podcast. My aim is to create short but impactful episodes filled with more valuable, actionable content than you can find in most paid coaching programs. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I suggest subscribing so that you don't miss a thing. And hey, I'd love it if you could leave a comment and share your biggest takeaway from today's episode with me. And I'll see you in the next episode.